Hello, and welcome to the Nutrition and Life Podcast. This is where we look at various nutrition and fitness-related topics through the lens of application. We want to give you practical takeaways so that you can create your healthiest, best self backed by knowledge. Now, on to the episode with your host, Coach Lisa. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Nutrition and Life Podcast. My name is Lisa. I am your host, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about lean gaining strategies, so strategies for maximizing muscle growth while keeping fat gain minimal. Usually that requires being in a small calorie surplus, so consuming slightly more calories than what your body is burning. Many people also try to grow muscle at maintenance, which works really, really well if you are rather new to lifting or if you're new to a high protein diet and sometimes can even just be achieved through optimizing things through training. In fact, I personally have been recomping, so to speak, uh, for the last couple of years, but recently I felt more hungry. I felt like I was actually getting to lean even though my calories hadn't changed and after a few injuries I also felt like I had lost some muscle. I had to reduce the volume in my lower body training so I kind of wanted to see if I can grow my glutes in particular more. I wanted want to um, minimize my hunger cues. I do feel because I have been growing more muscle over the last few years my general calorie requirement has gone up so even though my calories calorie intake hasn't changed I do think that my calorie requirement um, or the amount of calories that my body is burning has changed and therefore I probably was either at the very low end of maintenance or even in a small calorie deficit So I have decided to commit to a muscle growth phase. I have committed to at least six months and I am about eight weeks in now. So again, generally as newbies, we can actually also grow muscle in a calorie deficit. If we're new to the training, if we're new to a higher protein diet, if we're simply new to the right calorie and macro distribution, fueling our body well, etc. This is usually reserved for people um, maybe in the first year or two of strength training and a higher protein diet. After that, we can still try to recomp, so build muscle and lose fat at maintenance. That usually works well for another couple of years or so after that. As I said, a lot can be achieved simply through training, through paying more attention to what we're eating, meal timing, all these kind of things, fine-tuning supplements, etc. But as we get higher in training age, and I have been progressively strength training, or definitely strength training in a structured manner, since 2014, so you know, coming up nine years, therefore I'm definitely a an experienced athlete, and I am assuming that my body does need a small surplus in order to build more muscle. So to achieve that, um, or why is that? How does that even make sense? Well, I always like to think of it as when we're building muscle, you can think of it as like building a house. If you have a shortage of supply and you're only just starting out, you're still going to be able to put something up, probably not getting the house finished or anything but you know you can start with whatever you got at hand but then as you get further into it 
you need more supply. At some point, if supply meets demand, that's okay. But eventually, you, especially if the workers get more efficient and so on, you kind of need a surplus of whatever you have, or, you, or at least your, your building is going to progress better if you have more material, if you have a wider variety of material and so on. And so that's how you can kind of think of um, the whole gaining process as well. Many people, when we think of gaining, muscle gaining, especially women, kind of, oh no, I don't want to gain any muscle. But in many cases, if we think of our idols or the people that we want to look like, they actually um, have a high amount of higher amount of muscle mass than we think potentially. I don't can't think of any specific examples in terms of famous people or anything like that that everybody might know but generally speaking even when women think of oh you know she has a beautiful beautifully defined body particularly around the glutes tight arms tight abs and so on it might look like she only does cardio but most likely she has built some muscle as well so you know we still nonetheless I definitely understand that people don't like the term gaining or just generally um, bulking. I personally actually really hate the, the term bulking. I think it sounds very masculine. <laughs> and also it just sounds like excess. It sounds to me, it sounds really, really like you definitely have to get fluffy when doing so, or you have to put on a ton of fat, which reality is you do need to or you will be able will be putting on a little bit of body fat as well that is just part of a gaining phase but my strategy is to keep that fat gain minimal and I think most people are going to sustain a gaining phase for longer if they're if they feel more comfortable in their body as well we also need to consider our training age when it comes to how much we can actually gain per month we can't just generally say, okay, in a lean gaining phase, everybody can put on two pounds per month. Of course, this depends highly on how tall you are, how much muscle mass you already have, again, your training age and so on. So generally speaking, we can say that a novice could expect a 1 to 1 1.5% of their body weight and increase in muscle mass per month, which is actually huge if you think about how much one and a half pounds of meat looks like that is that is a ton of muscle that you'd be adding even an intermediate lifter could be putting on half a half to half to one percent of body weight per month so you know if you weigh a hundred pounds or not a hundred pounds sorry 200 pounds <laughs> you could um probably expect somewhat of like two pounds per month of muscle mass this is just muscle mass an advanced lifter can expect 0.25 to 0.5 percent of their body weight per month to increase in muscle mass so for me that would be about 0.3 to 0.6 pounds per month or 0.3 kilos per month of muscle mass that I have the upper potential this is if everything goes well if my training is dialed in if my nutrition is spot on if I'm progressing you know I'm not injured and so on progressively overloading and challenging myself in the right way so again 0.3 pounds of muscle per month that m might not sound like a lot to people but again if you picture it as a pound as a 
slab of meat in front of you, uh, that's actually still a good amount. So I personally, even though I can only expect a maximum of 0.6 pounds per month, I'm aiming for about one pound of total weight gain per month. So that could be that I'm gaining, or that's very likely that I'm gaining about 0.4 pounds of fat per month as well, which is not the end of the world, especially since I have started this lean gaining phase reasonably lean. So far, eight weeks in, I'm about 1.8 pounds up. So that is the perfect rate with trying to be under two pounds per, per for the two months, uh, actually. And uh, as I mentioned, I'm pl planning to gain for another four months. So all in all, probably gaining about six pounds throughout this. Potentially more, we will see. I just want to share a few cool wins I guess from this what I really have been enjoying already over the last few few weeks so the first three to four weeks were actually amazing <laughs> I really really um I, I I really felt a lot of energy for my training I felt even leaner felt my glycogen storages filling up I felt like I actually had more definition my hunger actually went up so that's a pretty good sign for metabolism it just means my metabolism was ramped up I probably did more involuntary movement as well fidgeting more and so on I was kind of expecting to be sleeping better sleep is always slightly a bit of an issue for me or has been a struggle for me and um, it hasn't had any effect on sleep for me yet could also be because of this apartment but generally speaking this hasn't changed I'm also curious to see how it's going to impact my cycle long term I am still having irregular cycles in the sense of strength and duration etc so I'm hoping that this will actually also help my hormones um, balance out even more by now so probably from the second month onward I have felt very satiated sometimes I even need to like not necessarily force myself to eat but be like oh I'm actually not hungry but oh well then let's eat sort of thing I can definitely tell a very big difference between my hunger cues before and after ovulation that is always the case for me though like the week before ovulation I could just pretty much eat anything in sight and the week after I'm like oh no I, I don't I'm not actually that hungry um, and around ovulation, I also feel super fluffy. So both times throughout this lean gaining phase that I have ovulated and I felt fluffy and I was like, oh, no, I don't actually want to eat more. or I don't feel so comfortable. But I'm trying to always around that time need to get out of my head and just acknowledging that no matter how much I would cut my calories or whatever I would do I would still feel fluffy it's just part of it I uh, have been wearing less slightly less tight clothes I'm still rocking my sports bra and shorts while I train but I am aware of the fact that maybe over the next few months I might put on want to put on a shirt just if I get more self-conscious around and that's okay you know it's actually very helpful for my um, self-esteem that it's not super super warm here at the moment in Colombia so I am actually wearing you know leggings and hoodies and so on too so that's why I often encourage people to think um, in terms of the year or the months when it comes to their nutritional periodization because for me I mean I wouldn't want to 
lean gain when I have to be in a, or I want to be in a bikini every single day. At the same time, you don't necessarily need to look at your absolute leanest when it's like the middle of winter and no one can appreciate it anyway. <laughs> Um, but thankfully so far I haven't been tempted to go into a cut or anything like that. I'm determined not to do any mini cuts throughout the lean gaining phase. Not to say that there is not merit to them at times. Usually when people do go into a gaining phase and they notice that they have put on a little bit more body fat than they would have liked to or they have some sort of social event coming up then sometimes they want to do like a week or two of a mini cut sometimes it <laughs> turns into an extended mini cut of like uh, a month sometimes just a few days but what we have to acknowledge to every time we pull our body back out of that surplus we're hindering our progress throughout that t time and might actually lose some muscle mass again so anyway i am committed to it I'm, i keep saying it and but let's get more into the specific strategies so firstly as mentioned i want to start with the minimal effective dose and that's what i try to do with any clients that we're taking through a lean gaining phase as well so for me that meant a start of a 10 percent increase of my baseline calories which i thought were my maintenance calories but I bumped them up another 5% about two weeks in because I think the initial increase or maybe a 5% increase was only up to my maintenance or maybe the upper side of maintenance. And now I'm definitely in a surplus. So I'm up 15% from baseline, which is I'm super normal. Anywhere between 5 and 10 and 20% increase is considered reasonably normal, uh, depending on how aggressive you want to go, depending on how long you want to go. We generally recommend doing lean gaining or gain, any kind of gaining phase for at least three months. There's really no point per se to do any less than that because, um, of course, if you want to go into a cut afterwards or generally speaking, you might lose a little bit of the muscle mass again. And so you, the last thing you want to do is like gain and then cut again and then end up exactly where you were or potentially even at a higher body fat percentage that just doesn't make any sense so finding the minimal effective dose being patient and then there are additional things that i think are very beneficial when it comes to fat gain minimal yet we're keeping fat gain minimal so centering your additional calories mostly around your workouts or a little bit in the evening as well so for example for me that meant I have added a pre-workout meal I work out in the morning uh, I have been working out fasted for the last few years because I have a reasonably large dinner and I work out at 6 a.m so it's almost hard to get anything down before that nonetheless I have included something easily digestible and it's actually going quite well and I have bumped up the carbs in my post-workout meal also. I will give you some examples of my meals um, later on. But yes, most the biggest increase or I've almost only increased carbs. I have kept my protein the same. I have uh, kept my fats the same as well. I was just trying to think, but yes. And the third point, third recommendation I would give in addition to finding the minimal effective dose and centering calorie, the extra calories around workouts would be to keep food quality high. We are often super tempted to 
start getting too flexible in a surplus and that is exactly when people put on more body fat they slack off on the tracking they eat out even more and you know that's all fine but if especially if you if you're anticipating a little bit of extra fat gain but if it's very important for you to stay reasonably lean then i would still recommend having high quality foods that doesn't mean it needs to be all really hard to digest as a high quality food i would still count rice i would also count some breads i would count fruit i would count um high quality fats and so on i'm basically just saying just because you have the extra calories available now, don't go and eat pizza every single day and then be surprised that you're extra bloated <laughs> from the cheese or from the gluten or just the processing and the higher sodium and so on. So keep in food quality high. And that brings me to my fourth point as well, which is continuing to track rather accurately. The, I think as I said, one of the beauties of a maintenance phase is that you can be a little bit more loose with this and you can actually be a bit, loose, be a bit looser with this in a gaining phase too, but then again, anticipate higher fat gain. So try to weigh out as much as you can, especially if you are not an experienced estimator <laughs> um, and do still keep your meals out or meals someone else prepares for you to a... I don't want to say minimum, but in range, keep it in range. I believe that there's just too much room for error. And if you're eating out, then always try to err on the side of caution. I'm not trying to be overly um, fear-mongering here. I'm just saying if remaining lean throughout the lean gaining phase is important to you, I believe that is what's required or I have just seen too many people get too flexible and then feeling fluffy way too much and then wanting to pull out of the gaining phase which is just a pity because it's really not the the fault of the gaining phase and much more the fault of too much flexibility here uh, then lastly or actually it's not my last point <laughs> the fifth point is I'm paying, still paying attention to needs and naturally because I have more energy intake I have I feel like I have more um energy outside of my training available as well. Uh, however, I'm actually trying to keep that somewhat the same. So I don't really want it to go up much more. And I also don't necessarily want to decrease it, it, decrease it. If you're someone who has been doing cardio previously, I would probably take that out and just focus on steps for now. Remember your main goal right now is to build muscle. So anything that's not really contributing to that, such as endurance training um, is just taken away from extra time that you could be spending on resting and building muscle or training and, and building muscle essentially. So for me, my needs generally or my steps are generally around eight to 10,000 per day. And apart from that, I'm still trying to stand when I work at my desk and so on. So I, that doesn't mean you <laughs> have to cut down all your non-exercise activity, but just be mindful that you're not ramping it up too much or dropping it entirely. <laughs> um, but yes, um, so apart from that, the sixth point that I have mentioned or touched on before as well was make sure you get out of your head um, as I am especially around my ovulation times but also other times when I see you know people posting pictures where they're extra shredded and I'm thinking oh and I'm doing the opposite I'm going the opposite way 
But oftentimes it helps to have a coach here most of the time, actually, or other forms of accountability. So I will admit I don't actually have a coach helping me with this. I actually really wanted to take myself through that. Nonetheless, it was very important to me to talk about this with my other coaches, with Laura and Tammy, and to talk to you guys about it as well and have social media as my accountability. Because if I would have just kept it to myself, it would have been very easy to quit after like two months if I would have felt, oh, I'm not seeing any results or I'm actually feeling uh, like I'm just gaining fat and no muscle and so on. So get out of your head by getting some accountability and input from other people. Try to... So, to um, Look at any kind of data as simply data. So even if you take body scans and you see the fat percentage go up, know that that's normal. Even if you feel like your clothes are not fitting anymore, remember you're trying to put on muscle. So therefore the muscle mass has to go somewhere. Therefore it's very likely your clothes might not fit so well anymore. <laughs> um, but yes, um, the last thing now that I did want to say in terms of my tips was a new training program or just an, a, a training program that really motivates you and that is exactly aligned with your goals can be incredibly helpful. And here I am actually following someone else's training program, Jeff Nibbard's training program. Um, it's a women's specialization program. Shout out to him. <laughs> uh, a really great um program five-day program actually and it's not that we don't also have amazing training programs in our training app it is that I didn't want to program for myself because I know that I would be avoiding certain things and even though I'm really good at programming for other people I if I know it's been my own program then I would make too many tweaks to it so this is a program that the first program in a really long amount of time that I'm actually following super super strictly as long as my body permits I the reason I haven't been following someone else's program in the last few years is because of all the niggly injuries and things I had going on but now as my body finally feels like it's pretty much fully recovered. I can um, push myself again, especially when it comes to squat movements, even with pull-ups and so on. I had a bit of an issue with my bicep tendon and my, and my hip. Um, so anyway, I'm super pumped about this program and it's actually a lot of fun trying to progressively overload. And I've already had a deload week as well. Uh, for me, the only or the thing that's a little bit hard to balance personally right now, as many of you know, I don't have a family or, you know, I have so many liberties in terms of what time I work and how so that's really a positive but I love exploring and I love traveling and I often go for weekend trips and so that is a bit more challenging sometimes so I just need to be more prepared when it comes to the foods there looking up restaurants ahead of time and I do want to try new meals here in Colombia and I generally speaking I probably eat out two three times per week but most of the time I really try to look ahead plan ahead and making sure that I am getting all my food in, but also not too much flexibility. I've already noticed that trying to play catch up when it comes to food doesn't work. So if, for instance, I'm out and I didn't take anything with me, then oftentimes I 
rather not eat anything or just have very, very little of the crappy food that's around and saving my hunger and appetite for the healthy food that I have prepared at home already. But if I come home at like eight or nine o'clock and then trying to still catch up on over a thousand calories, it just doesn't um, do so well for my sleep. <laughs> um, so yes, planning and preparation, that's probably other the other thing, is still really, really important in a lean gaining phase as well as the tracking that I was saying. So the seven points that I essentially mentioned was finding the minimal effective dose, but still allow yourself to really to go into a surplus. Remember, you do want to and need to put on some muscle mass, therefore a little bit of weight as well. Second point was centering the additional calories around your workout. Most likely it's going to be beneficial if it comes mostly from carbs. If you're someone who also has some additional hormonal issues, you could distribute more of those calories to your fats as well. My fats are already at a pretty decent level at 75 grams, so I really don't didn't think that I needed to bump those up even more. Third point was still to keep food quality really high. That doesn't mean it should all be from vegetables. On the contrary, uh, especially if your as your carbs go up, you need some easily digestible, easily absorbable um, foods in there as well, such as rice and fruit and so on. I'm still continuing to track rather accurately, measuring and weighing as much as I can, and I'm still trying to be as prepared and planned out as possible. I'm keeping my non-exercise activity thermogenic um, activity the same. Um, definitely not bumping it up, as my main goal is muscle growth, and I am making sure I'm getting out of my head, looking at data as simply as data and not getting super attached or freaking out about the scale or anything like that. I'm having some accountability through the other coaches, through you guys, and I'm super pumped about a new training program. I didn't really change anything about my supplements or didn't change anything at all, really. I'm always taking creatine, omega-3, magnesium. I'm also actually taking calcium because my calcium intake was um, usually pretty low, even though I do eat some dairy, as you will see in, a, in an example shortly. And I usually take vitamin D if I'm not somewhere um, where... I'm exposed to sunlight often like last year in Mexico, for instance. I also take ashwagandha for stress management and maca to help me out, help me balance my hormones. Occasionally, I take vitamin B, iron, and zinc if I don't eat red meat regularly. Um, and I don't take any pre-workouts. Pre I'm like when I wake up in the morning, my cortisol is high. I don't even need any coffee. I am ready to go. What I do have throughout the day is an electrolyte drink. Um, just also because it tastes yummy <laughs> and I do feel like it's kind of beneficial with the extra sodium in there and so on. So typical day for me might look like um, my pre-workout, a pre-workout low-fat yogurt with a banana and then I either have oats or cream of rice with protein powder and um, some berries. I usually have a small uh, piece of dark chocolate with my morning coffee after that and then lunch right now since this since it's not such a warm spot I actually don't really feel like salads at, at the moment I usually have had or historically have had like sal salads and salmon or even um, liver for lunch and in spots where it's hotter or if it's summer but right now I'm kind of craving more eggs and potatoes and usually have some cruciferous vegetables or cabbage with my lunch as well 
Nonetheless, lunch, even though it does include the potatoes, is still kind of moderate carbs or lower carb meal just because it helps me with steady energy levels in the afternoon. In the afternoon, I do have a snack, which could be more yogurt or low-fat cottage cheese and maybe some carrot sticks and I also have another coffee and a little piece of chocolate <laughs> and then dinner really it depends sometimes it's a meal out sometimes it's fish sometimes it's um I do like organ meat so I eat liver or I eat um heart as well <laughs> chicken heart um, and then with that I have a good amount of carbs again so rice or a wrap or um, something like that with some more easily digestible meat um, vegetables such as spinach peppers and then I actually also have another snack after that which is uh, right now is more casein powder with oats or sometimes it might just be oats or sometimes it might just be nuts it really depends what macros I kind of le have left over so yes those would be some this would be a sample day for my lean gaining phase I hope you found my tips helpful maybe this is motivating you also to focus on muscle growth for a while uh, again, like I said, even a lot of women benefit from going through a decent lean gaining phase, not just a month or two where they think they're putting on some muscle, but actually committing some time to it, long-term growth. And we, I 100% understand that people don't want to put on a lot or definitely just want a minimal, minimal fat gain throughout this entire time. I'm 100% <laughs> in the same boat. So yeah, if you have any questions about this or you are interested in lean gaining or a little bit of extra accountability, don't hesitate to reach out. Please also give me your feedback in regards to this podcast. I'd love for you to subscribe, to comment with future topic recommendations or um, wishes. And aside from that, I thank you for your time, for listening in. I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you for tuning in. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode on social. Very much appreciated. You can also follow us on Instagram at Nutrition Coaching and Life or head to our website, www.nutritioncoachingandlife.com, where we provide more valuable content. Have a wonderful day. Now go out and work on your best self.